Hi, I'm Avery. I am Lily. Please don't kick me. <laughs> I will. And welcome to uh, From the Closet. Uh, today we are covering Season 2 of Infinity Train. Um, yeah. <laughs> we recorded we Season recorded... 1 yesterday. <laughs> yeah. And this is coming out in July, I think. I don't know. Math. Yeah, math is math. Who cares? Um, okay, so correct me if I'm wrong. You're but wrong. But I feel like... I, shut up. I feel like uh, Jesse and One One have the same voice actor. Hmm. Because there were some lines from Jesse where I was like, oh, he sounds exactly like One One there. Um, um, but, uh, I'm looking at, I also, yeah, um, Mir uh, Lake and, uh, Tulip have the same voice actor, obviously. Um, they are different. Um, weird. One, one and Jesse. All right. But, um, wait, in this season... He... Wait, does one one have two different voice actors? Probably I not. doubt it. They sound like the same person. Yeah, just, you know... Different yeah, tones, like, or... Yeah, that's the whole gimmick of one one Um, but, basically, this season, we follow, um, Tulip's reflection, um, throughout... Pretty much the entire season. She's really the protagonist and not mm -hmm. really Jesse. Um, and it's more of like Tulip's journey to get off of the train rather than Jesse's. But, I mean, Jesse's is still like a kind of subplot or whatever. Um, I mean, I think that's what they would call a main character. That's not the person that you follow. It's still a subplot. Subplots can have main characters. Um, but anyway, uh, this season really highlighted for me what the issue I had with season one was. Hmm. And it's more of, like, this season actually feels like it was a movie just split up into ten-minute chunks. Whereas season one felt like the episodes were trying to tell at least their own self-contained story within the episode and the uh, connectivity with the rest of the series, like the connectivity with the rest of the episodes was more of like the backdrop stringing everything together. Mm -hmm. um, it's like every episode was its own story in season one. Whereas in this season, I feel like, the episodes are just chunks of a larger story and not really trying to tell a self-contained story on its own. I mean, each episode, exactly as you explained it, was a self-contained episode, um, story, even. Not in this season. In this season, there were a lot of cases where, like, you kind of just get chopped off it feels like somewhat randomly um 
especially with those last two episodes. Um, and, well, also with the first two, because uh, Jesse doesn't even show up until episode two. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're mostly following Mirror Tulip as she'll be known through most of this MT. season, and then she, yeah, and then she'll change her name to Lake at the very end, which I think is a stupid name. Um, but hey, whatever. Um, and then we also have this deer with a lot of weird powers, and they they kind of just call it Alan Dracula. What a great name. So, um, basically, we start off with uh, MT running... Uh, she she was running from the flex at the beginning of the of this season, wasn't she? Or yeah. no, 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 no. Actually, what she was doing was uh changing her appearance. Mm -hmm. Um, but then like also grabbed a wanted poster of her, um, and like stuffed it away in like a pocket or something. Where she got pockets, I don't know because I still can't get any pockets. <laughs> um, I guess Tulip had pockets while um. Before, reflect, before she got out of the reflection. But anyway, um, she changes her appearance quite a lot. Uh, and then, then is she running? Yeah. Yeah. Because she's like, yeah, because she runs and then she hides behind um, Alan Dracula the deer. And, um, it kind of, like, camouflages her. And, okay, now um, I actually forgot where episode two began. Which, actually, I didn't know how the how the season aired. But apparently, it was two episodes per day that it was released. That would kind of make more sense. Um, and the same was, uh, can be said about season one. Okay, then that's, a, that one's a bit weird because, like, it didn't feel like they were two episodes per day. It, it felt more like car of the week, um, in season one. Well, it definitely wasn't because, well. It definitely was. Like, it felt like you could miss a week and kind of be fine. Whereas in this season... I feel like if you missed an episode, you're going to be totally lost. I mean, in this season, you missed... In last season, there are a few episodes that you would definitely not want to skip. Yeah, a few. Like episode 8. But, like... Let's see. Some of um, them... The beach car. Corgi car. You could probably uh, miss the crystal car. The cast car is the reason why you don't want to skip... The, um, the beach car. Unfinished car, you could probably skip, but that is way too much foreshadowing. Um, the chrome car, you can skip, but you wouldn't understand what's happening in season two. Yeah. Never skip the pitball car. The past car wouldn't make much sense either. And then, obviously, if you, I guess if you really didn't want to see the season finale, then go on ahead, I guess. 
Yeah, but like it felt like season one definitely felt like it had more episodes that you could skip than this season. And I'm saying that because I don't think there are any episodes this season that you could really skip. So I completely neglected to mention this in our first episode. So do you know um, what happened between episode, uh, season two and season three? No. Season three and season four are an HBO Max exclusive. It never released to uh, Cartoon Network. Hmm. That's weird. Which, and now that makes me want to think, you probably can't buy season three on Vudu because of that. Well, well, if that's the case, then I'll have to just like leave a link to like watch it on HBO Max, like mm-hmm. I did with Turning Red. Uh, but with Disney Plus instead of HBO Max. Um. <laughs> but anyway, um, oh, wait. so she uh, basically Mirror Tulip and um, and this deer who would later come to be known as Alan Dracula, kind of like playing around um, and shit. And then eventually she falls asleep, and in the meantime. Some guy shows up named Jesse, and he uh, tries to put sunglasses on the deer, and MT's not a fan of that. That makes MT mad. <laughs> yeah, she, she, she mad. Ho's mad. Um, but, yeah. Uh, basically, uh, from there... Uh, they get to arguing. The deer wanders off and falls into a hole. Um, the deer's fine. Yeah, the deer ends up being fine. But uh, they go down the hole to try to find him. And they come across this tree where it's like, oh, there's these two families that are fighting. And also branches kind of grow the more people are fighting. And so they have to learn to like kind of get along. Um, well, Mirror Tulip and Jesse do. Um They have to learn to get along until, uh, so that they can manage to get out of the tree. Oh, and Um, this, um, this season, I just remembered, gives a better name to what you would call, um, I wouldn't think 1-1 is a denizen. I mean, hard to say. But, you know, what you would call, um, everything in season one, like... The corgis. And everything that existed self-contained in the cars would be called denizens. Yeah. I mean, I'd personally call Atticus a companion. Um, and I, I'd say the same for uh, Mirror Tulip, even though she's the protagonist of this season. She's Jesse's companion. Um, well, I mean, that's this, not really the name that they... They think literally that was, said Companion. <laughs> well, something that was... Denison would basically be something that was born from the train. And obviously that wouldn't um, count for uh, Mirror Tulip at all, because Mirror Tulip did not exist because of the train. Except she did. 
Well, Mirror Tulip existed way before the train. Yeah, but like in the mirror having world. a person yeah, having a personality and everything, um like almost everything about Mirror Tulip is because of the train. Now it sounds like a drug. Sure, it had the a train changes yeah. people. Yeah, like it but obviously it also has effects in the real world too, because mm. Tulip does not have a reflection anymore. Um And if you're um so that would probably be that at least Mirror Tulip, by logic, would not be a denizen, but as another category of mirrored people. And if you're wondering why, you know, the Apex kept referring to her as like denizen or at least null, it's because they're racist. <laughs> well, yeah, because the Apex were terrible. Yeah. Were they next? Yep. Okay. Wait, well, not the I next was, episode. Was, okay, because I thought maybe the map car came Sorry. first. They're the next uh, protagonist. Okay, but, like, what is next in the story? Fine, like, yes, it, the map car. Okay, yeah. Because um, this makes sense, because uh, this is still when MT is trying to uh, to get... Uh, Jesse's number down in the way that she understands how, which isn't really that effective. In fact, it made it worse. Yeah. But they basically have to put this map together. It was kind of cool to see. Like, the visuals of that episode were very interesting, and it moved the plot forward a bit. And then, um. Uh. Okay, yeah, I think next was the carnival. No, that's the toad card. Car. Oh, the toad. Oh, yeah, the toad. I mean, we referenced that at the beginning. <laughs> um, so, basically, uh, they come into this car, and the only way to get out of the car is to kick a toad. And the toad obviously doesn't want to be kicked, um... And, obviously, it would be a problem for Jesse if he kicked the toad. His number would go up. Um, and then, at the same time, they're being chased by... Uh, so, um, his number is obviously going up because he's being told what to do. Because that's kind of the entire reason why he was on the train. He's a I mean, anyway, um, basically at the same time they're being chased by uh, the Flex, which are just kind of the mirror police. Uh, mirror police is not really something I ever thought I'd say, but <laughs> here, here we, here, here we are. Uh, but yeah, um. You know, uh, this ba episode basically serves as a catalyst for Mirror Tulip opening up about everything uh, to Jesse because uh, they're just trying, uh, like, the, the police are trying to convince him that she's, like, evil or whatever when she's just, like, trying to be herself. And, you know, being yourself breaks the law. 
it's almost like a metaphor for some things in the real world. Almost. But, yeah, but anyway, um, and also in this episode, uh, we learned some more about, um, like, why uh, Jesse has to get back, because, like, he needs to apologize to his brother and stuff. Hmm. Um, generally, like, cause it, we learn, like, the whole story of, like, how he hurt his brother and everything. Eventually, um, uh, eventually, uh, Tulip breaks, Mirror Tulip breaks Jesse's phone, and then, uh, the Flex break in through this weird thing that they have, um, and then also, uh, Atticus kicks the toad. Atticus? No. What? Alan Dracula. Um, Alan Dracula kicks the toad. Well, um, and the door so they opens were about to, like, they didn't actually break into the door. Because when, uh, Jesse kicked the toad, no, it Jesse, yeah, Alan, Alan Jesse kicked the toad. Um, the doors open, they just swinged right in, and they took the toad, got out, and the doors just closed. Yeah, and there wasn't anything they could do. Yes, there was no toad to kick. I believe next is that one weird fashion car. No, no, that's not next. Um, because that, that requires the parasite first. Um. Yeah, the, um parasite car oh is that the actual name of the episode yes wow that's kind of funny um so they wander through this field of flowers that are taller than them um and uh at some point during uh a trek across the mud, a parasite wormed its way into Alan Dracula's mouth and kind of, like, gets full control over uh, the entire deer body. and Including the powers? The yeah. Weird powers that Alan Dracula has? Yeah, and then they go into this uh, really cursed uh, modeling segment. It's mostly just cursed because of the things that Alan Dracula does. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the MT's, you know, interactions in there were funny. Um, and Jesse was kind of a weird one, but eh, whatever. They get through that, and I believe they go into a carnival next, being run by the cat. Uh, yeah, they, they, um, well, just finishing up because sounds weird um obviously they destroy they get the parasite out of uh, alan dracula in the food pyramid car oh right it's kind of hard to remember the food pyramid car because nothing much really happened there aside from dealing with the parasite nothing much to do with the car itself i guess yeah um the lucky cat car yeah, so this is where they go to this carnival, and they have to get enough points to go through the door. Um, and this carnival is being run by the cat and um, everything. Um, 
it turns out like they eventually get enough points, but then you know they have to go get Alan Dracula, and in the meantime, someone else gains enough points and is revealed to be the leader of the Apex, and kind of just sabotages the entire carnival, and that leads us into uh, the story with the Apex um, episode and. Here's the lucky I, I episode 7, which always reveals the new protagonist of the next season. Really? It doesn't for season... Well, actually, let me look at um season 4... Not season 4, season 3, and just not tell you what happens. But, um... Oh, Regarding shit. this... <laughs> okay, that's regarding, for season 5, it, if it actually ever happened. It won't. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> um... Regarding this plotline with the uh, the Apex, uh, I it, when she pulls the mirror out uh, the first time, like I immediately knew that she was going to eventually use it against uh, MT. I did not think that the first time I watched that, and then when I was definitely surprised um, the first time I watched this, I was like, oh shit, oh god, that makes sense now. Yeah, like I, I knew, I knew that was gonna happen. Um, and like she's at it, basically her whole thing is like, oh, um, the bigger the number, the better, and everything. And mm -hmm. it's like, no, to me that like that just is saying you have more emotional problems. Um, well, bigger the number. Um, well, to them is a symbol of power, and yeah, but. It <laughs> Because they got on the train during Amelia, the, and then suddenly when yeah. people start, you know, disappearing from the train, under one one, they're like, "This is the false conductor." Yeah, and it's like, well, clearly they're misguided because they think Amelia was the real conductor. It is funny next season. <laughs> But yeah, so it's, uh, and the other main character that you should probably uh, notice is Simon. Yeah, I have a feeling Simon is going to be the season three protagonist and not uh, whatever the fuck her name was. Um, was it Grace? Yeah, I can I just say no. <laughs> I mean, they they both are the protagonists, but. Well, you'll see. <laughs> and then, like, it's also in this episode that Jesse's door opens. Um, which is kind of interesting to see it this early. And uh, MT is left, like, alone because she couldn't go through the door without a number. Um, and kind of the rest of the, uh, like, the rest of the season follows, like, MT as she tries to figure out a way to get out. Um she manages to escape the Flex, uh, and... Taking uh, one injured Flex with her. Yeah, it takes one injured Flex with her, uh, and then, um, ends up killing him, uh, after, uh, after getting back on the train, because she managed to get off the train, um, but yeah, out in, like, the um, wilderness area. always has... The most dramatic scene in the entire season, episode eight. You know, season one was, um, you know, the ball pit car. 
And if you know, um, if you've watched season three, you know. I would wish you would. I, I wish you would stop spoiling things. I'm not spoiling anything. It's that is a spoiler. That is absolutely a spoiler. Because um, telling me episode eight is dramatic is a spoiler. This show has a lot of trends. Like the cat will always appear. I'd say that's a spoiler too. <laughs> but anyway. Um, so, once she gets back on the train after, like, jumping off and running from the fly creatures, which I'm kind of a bit, it's kind of a bit weird, she doesn't know about them, um, Actually, considering, yeah. considering Tulip knew about them, but, but anyways. she knew about the cat. Yeah, she knew about the cat, that's kind of the weird part. Um, huh. But anyway, uh, her plan is to uh, hop inside a pod, get a number, and uh, figure out all of her problems and then get off the train. Um, but after all the shenanigans ensue and she tries to get her number by stealing someone else's, the laser that imprints the numbers on people's hands just passes right through her. I have to say, amazing technology. Yeah. Technology. Yes. It's not magic or anything. Oh well, yeah, because the train is more of a technological side, I guess. Because it can break. That's what uh, Mirror Tulip did. To all of yeah, their faces. She, she, <laughs> yeah, she went a little nuts. And I'm like, I'm just... I'm just like, well, this definitely would not get you what you wanted. <laughs> and then one um, one up here is like, bitch. You're, okay. Yeah. And, and eventually we get the plot twist that, oh, Jesse is back on the train. Um, Would you please and stop then breaking things unless you want me to write your obituary? <laughs> but yeah, uh, Jesse's back on the train because he wants to get her off of the train. And because of that, when the train tries to write a number for Jesse, it can't. Um, it's ten in all logical sense, his problem is unsolvable. Yeah, and then the way they solve it is to have Jesse's number reflect itself on MT's hand. And then two doors open, and then they merge into one, and then both of them can escape. Uh, but in the meantime, like, but while they're trying to escape, the other Fleck who still managed to live, um, grabs onto MT and tries to prevent her from leaving. And then Atticus, like, not Atticus, goddamn, Alan Dracula kills him. Hmm. Two and then, blood people dead. And then MT names herself Lake, and that's it. I, I would really be interested in seeing, like, their life outside of the train. Like, that would be an interesting story to uh, look at. Like, how does this person who's made completely out of metal um, <laughs> live in the real world? Where does she live is another good question. <laughs> now, I'd rather Fanny train and 
like get it get its good ending and not just prematurely end. Yeah, I'm like I'm glad it you know gets its good ending, but like I I'd be interested in like a spinoff uh, or something. God, where, why is Warner uh, Brothers such asses? It's not like Infinity Train is even the best show that they've canceled. Before giving it its proper ending. Mm-hmm. Although, to be fair, if you consider the episode before the finale of Teen Titans to be the finale, then I guess you could say Teen Titans had a good ending. You got but one then more the episode. Actual, <laughs> yeah, then you get that actual last episode, and it's such a massive cliffhanger. And then they canceled the show. And, oh boy, we will get to that when we cover Teen Titans. There's um, a video in 2021. It's like, is Infinity Train secretly revived? No. I'm just like, (laughs) the creator has already said that the script to um, Book 5 is already made. I don't think we're getting it. (laughs) I don't think we're getting it. I'm going to be honest. Like, maybe the script itself will get that. Mm -hmm. Um, No, I... But I doubt... I I need this in my life. If there's even a slight possibility that this can come out, I need it. Yeah, I don't... I don't think Infinity Train's coming back. But, yeah, uh, this season was really good. I was kind of disappointed there wasn't a lot... Like, okay... Season one, I feel like, was definitely not as good as this season, but it did have that extra little um, thing with divorced parents and how, like, that can affect a child. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I thought that was really cool. Um, but this season just felt like it was trying to tell a more conventional story than season one. Um, um, season two, and I actually completely forgot because... Each season has, like, a name for it. And season one was prene- uh, prene- Oh my god, I can't say it. Um, perennial Child. Perennial. Or, I think it was pre- Perennial Child. Season two? Completely forgot. But, yeah, I think this season was pretty good. Um, do you uh, um, have... An idea what you want to rate this season? Ah, that's what it's called. Cracked Reflection. Yeah, um... God, um... So, I remember, I think I rated this, like, 8.7 the first season, at least. Mm-hmm. Um... I definitely want to leave room for season three. So, but it is definitely better. So let's just go with a nine. I am giving this season an 8.8. I really liked this season over season one. I felt like the way the narrative was structured was a little more sound um, than the way season one was handled. Yeah. 
And I also really enjoyed the uh, ki- the relationship dynamic between uh, Jesse and MT. Mm-hmm. Alan Dracula was kind of meh. I mean, a fun gimmick, but <laughs> not much more. Alan Dracula. You also would die for Atticus. I would um, also die for Atticus. Thank you. I would die for one one. But yeah, I would um, die. <laughs> in two months, we are going to be covering season three, or tomorrow if you're us. Um, <laughs> for anyone else, um, two months. If you're <laughs> me, yeah, it's just, or even today, I'm just doing later today. If you're not burned out, I kind of don't want to. Fair enough. <laughs> But anyway, um, until then, I have been Avery, and that has been Lily, and we will be seeing you.